and one. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. And this show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We do this by educating pet parents about the importance of having a pet trust for their loved pet. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you our special guest, his name is Chris Roy, and he is the founder of Dubert. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, Peggy. I'm glad to be here. It is always nice to have you on the show. I always learn something new and interesting. So give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I'm happy to. Um, my background, I'm an IT guy, right, by background, and that's what I do in my, my day job. And, you know, for me, you know, my passion is always, I've always had two passions, aviation and animals. And so I continue to try and um, develop software in that to try and merge the two together and help save animals. But um, I've always been an IT guy, always been curious, always wanted to learn more about how I can make a difference. I love that you're combining really three passions. So IT and aviation and animals, Um, I guess I've tried to do the same thing in a way, combine the law with my passion for animals and my passion for marketing. Um, So yeah, it's great that we can do that. So tell me about the animals that inspire you today. Yeah, so I mean, I I love animals of all, all kind. I've always just been that kind of a person. And, you know, we've, we've always had dogs and cats in my family, right? So um, we've got one dog and four cats today. Um, if it was up to me, I think I'd have like 50 dogs and 50 cats, right? But therefore, it's not up to me. But um, I, it's, it's always nice because, I mean, they, I always describe them, they're sentient beings, right? They may not be able to communicate with us in the same way that we communicate with one another. But they certainly know what's going on. And um, they're, you know, they're like my children, right? Just like, just like you would say, so. Absolutely. And they certainly know how to make us understand what they want. Yeah, <laughs> they do. I, I know where I rank in the hierarchy and it's at the very bottom. <laughs> and I'm always a little surprised. The other day I walked by and one of my cats like bit me as I walked by and I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. But he was very clearly making his wishes known and he was not happy with the amount of food in his cat bowl. And I'm guessing you rectified that situation post-haste. Immediately. And, <laughs> and he has not bitten me since, thankfully. There you go. See, they know. So I learned my lesson. He trained me very well. Yes, you did. All right. So we know that you were inspired to create a company called Dubert. Where in the world did you get that name? 
<laughs> so Dubert, I, the story of Dubert is actually out on Dubert.com. Um, he was a cat, a very special cat. And, you know, the, the long and short of it, I mean, I was a Star Trek fan back in the 90s, um, Star Trek Next Generation. So my first cat was Jean-Luc. And I thought it was a cool name for a cat. And when I got my second cat, um, I named the cat Q because that was kind of a, you know, Jean-Luc's nemesis, right, in the show. And I thought that was pretty clever. Well, it doesn't work so well when you go to the vet, right? Because the vet says, okay, what's the cat's name? Q. And they go, Q. And you say, Q. And they go, Q what? And you go, no, Q. And they go, C-U-E? And I, no. So, you know, back and forth, just trying to get the name of the cat down. So Q quickly became... Quincy and the vet records, ironically enough. Um, but long and long story short, I mean, Dubert was just a, he wasn't the brightest cat, but he was just an old loving soul. And so somewhere along the line, Q became Qbert. If you remember, there was a video game back in the 80s, right? I do, yes. Um, and then Qbert kind of morphed into Dubert. And Dubert was a, just a, like I said, an old soul. And we used to just you know, he would call you from anywhere in the house and kind of geolocate where you were by sound. Um, and Dubert uh, was with us for 17 years. And after he passed and after I was putting together the software to help save animals, I, I was looking for a way to, you know, make it memorable, right? And so I decided to name it Dubert. So the, like I said, the story is out there. Dubert was an orange and white tabby. Um, so he, he was orange and white, hence our primary colors on Dubert are orange in, uh, in recognition of Dubert. And I am sure he is proud to be recognized on a daily basis. I love that story. That's a great story. So Dubert does animal transportation. Tell us exactly sure. what that means. Yeah, so the best way I describe Dubert to people is it's kind of like a volunteer-based Uber an Airbnb for rescue animals. So if you think about it, there's, there's two sides to Dubert. Um, one, you could be a, a volunteer, or we like to call them Duberteers, that you can come out and you can sign up and you can fill out your profile. So you can be a, a transporter, a foster home, a photographer, like there's all sorts of ways that you can choose how you wanna get involved in animal rescue. And on the organization side, so think shelters and rescues and, and those types of organizations, they're the ones that are initiating the transaction. So for example, if a rescue is trying to move a dog from North Carolina to Massachusetts, they're initiating the transaction in the software and the system is gonna automatically plot it on Google Maps, automatically break it into legs, and it's gonna notify the volunteers along that route based upon the, the profile that they set up. So you can choose which days are available, you know, how far away from your zip code you want to travel, things like that. And so then the software automates that and it will automatically notify you and say, hey, Peggy, there's a transport going from here to here for this number of animals. And if you want to opt in, um, you'll be taken out to a customized sign-up page just for that transport. You can see all the legs and then you choose to sign up for that leg. So it's a, a great way to really engage volunteers in the difficult task, as you know, of moving animals safely from one point to another. And then last year when COVID was becoming a reality, so last year, March, um, I really wanted to build out the foster side of things to really make it so that the fosters could be a lot more engaged in helping 
um, helping to promote the animals, being able to update. And, and so what we've done is now the fosters can actually manage an Instagram style page on, on the animals and their care. So they can upload pictures and videos or really important, you know, updates and what is the pet like and it's like and all those other kinds of things really build that marketing profile uh, for that animal to help them to get adopted out. So um, transport and foster is really the major things that it does. And and we're always building, we continue to build out more functionality to try, I mean, our tagline is helping you help animals. And that's that's the goal is to make it easy for volunteers to get engaged and for the organizations that are caring for the animals um, that need help from volunteers to, to get those two connected. Well, and you can never have too many volunteers when it comes to transportation or fostering. Right, and that's one of the great things is Prior to Dubert, I, I would say pretty much everybody had their own list of volunteers. Um, but the way I view the world is we should have one big place where it's a bigger pot of volunteers. And so now I'm proud to say that there's over 32,000 Duberteers that are signed up through the system that any rescue or shelter organization can tap into. They're not, I don't describe them as my volunteers. These are people that signed up and they want to help animals. And so any Dubert approved organization um, can tap into 32,000 volunteers that are across the country, uh, across the US and Canada. And uh, this past spring, we also rolled it out to Australia. So Dubert's gone global now. Wow, that is really exciting. And uh, I love the name Duberteers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important is they are the ones that are powering this, right? They're, they're the ones that are doing the work, they're the real heroes in the story because these people are dedicating their time, their money, their vehicles, all those other things because they care for animals and they want to do more, they want to help. Um, not everybody's able to be a foster and we understand that. So being a transport is a great way to get involved. It's a few hours out of your day, but there's some people, they, they just love it. And I, I want them to understand what an impact that they're having. So that's why I like to call them Dubertiers because they truly are the, the heroes of this. Absolutely. So if somebody was signed up as a volunteer Dubatier and they were headed out on vacation and maybe had a little extra room in their vehicle, that might be a perfect opportunity for them to check and see if there were any needs at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's kind of there's multiple different types of transports. There's different ways the system works, but you know, one is the, the organization puts in the request and it plots it on the map, right? And day and time and distance and all that other stuff. But the reverse of that is when you, as you said, Peggy, are going on vacation or taking a trip, or maybe you're a salesperson and you're driving a certain route, um, you as a volunteer can list that in the system. We call those trips, you know, my trips. And we now in turn create a search engine on the organization side that they can search to say, hey, I'm trying to move a dog from you know, Jacksonville, Florida to Chicago. And the system will now show them trips that people are taking, existing Dubert transports. It shows them all the different ways, kind of like an Expedia, so that they can say, oh my goodness, look at that. Peggy's already driving from Jacksonville to Chicago. I don't need to go get all these other volunteers involved. I can just reach out to Peggy, right? So my goal is to try and aggregate all this information, make it easy for people to find the transport that they need for these animals. And I agree with you. I think it's easier if there's just one place and everybody doesn't have to maintain their own database and 
Um, thank goodness for that. Yeah. And we try and make it easier, right? Like you said, because everybody has their own thing and there's people out there posted on Facebook groups and it's, it's just hard when you're trying to do all this stuff manually. Absolutely. So is that kind of the way the rescue relay works? Yeah. So the idea of a rescue relay, think about it like a relay race, right? I mean, the Olympics were just on and they were doing the, you know, four by 100 passing off a baton. A rescue relay transport works in the same way. So if you were going from Jacksonville, Florida, um, say up to Chicago again, it's a long drive. Most people are not going to be able to do that as a volunteer by themselves. So what's really cool is Jupiter is the only software that will automatically help you break it into legs. And what I mean by that is generally imagine if it was, I don't know, a thousand miles from Jacksonville to Chicago. Um, if you were to break that into 10, mile, 10 legs of 100 miles a piece, you know, now it's a little bit more manageable for individual volunteers. And so the idea of a rescue relay transport is we, you know, the animals are going one direction, right? It's not a round trip. And what the software does is it breaks it into legs. And once all the volunteers are signed up, the animal is transported, you know, say first with Peggy, and then she meets Chris and then hands off the animal to Chris. And then Chris drives the next leg of the journey and the next person, the next person. So it's similar concept to what you would see in the Olympics where you're handing the animals off from one volunteer to the next to the next. We're not going in a circle. We're going, you know, one direction, right. um, but it's a, it's a great way to move smaller numbers of animals. Yeah, I can, I can see how that would be really cool. And, and I, I know I had some clients that that was really one of their passions was doing transport. So on the weekends, they were a retired couple or even during the week, cause they really didn't care. Um, sure. They were happy to, uh, drive a hundred miles and then back and they'd make a day out of it for themselves and have a day trip. Yeah. And I think that's the idea is it's a great way to get involved helping animals, but it, all it takes a little bit of your time. Um, we've automated the process for you, right? So you don't have to worry about, you know, checking in with all these different organizations. You'll get an email or a, a um, app notification, right? When there's a transport that meets your criteria and then you can decide, does this make sense for me? Um, and everything is always opt-in, right? We want you to choose to opt-in. We're not opting you into it. So you look at your schedule and you go, actually, you know, I could do something with that. So, you know, now you join in that transport and help out. So dogs, cats, do you do horses? Horses are a little bit harder. We're looking at trying to augment this um, because as you know, with horses, you need equipment, right? Um, so today it's primarily used for dogs, cats, there's rabbits, there's bird rescues. We've had some wildlife rescues um, because they are volunteers vehicles, but the software can be augmented. I'm actively looking at, at that right now is how we can augment it so that people that do have horse trailer equipment that might have space can move horses. Because as you know, Peggy, there's horses that need to be transported from situations to, you know, somewhere else as well. I remember a friend who runs the wild horse rescue and she needed to get a horse from Florida to South Dakota. Wow. And that is an enormous task. And unfortunately she had to make that trip all on her own, but I can see where a rescue relay would be another way to perhaps do that. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be it would be interesting to see, right? Can we do a rescue relay, right? Hand off a horse from one trailer to the next? I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure I would want to learn more from equine people like yourself that would tell me the the, the right way to do it. 
but I would also say there's lots of people that are into horse, um, you know, horse shows and things like that that are traversing the country. And if we had a simple way for them to say, hey, look, we actually have space for one more horse and here's where we're going. Um, to me, the software can be the thing that's doing the hard work and plotting where you're, you know, where you're meeting up or where they're moving from one transport to the next. I mean, you don't go to, you know, a website to book an airline ticket and have to figure out all the different stops. They've, they figured it out for you, right? That's software that's doing the work and it'll, it'll do all the routing. So to me, all it takes is just a willingness to want to get involved. And if we build out the software to say, hey, do you have this particular type of equipment? Um, you know, then we can, then we know for a horse, right? You need this kind of equipment. Absolutely. I can see a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, exactly. That's excellent. So how can our listeners help? So I would say certainly we definitely need more duberteers, right? There's always a need for that because um, not everybody's available every day of the week for transport. And there's lots of organizations that are looking for fosters, temporary fosters for animals. And that could be anywhere from a few days to weeks to months, right? It just, it really depends on the situation. And what we try to do with Jubert is make it easy. So you can turn your profiles on or off at any time. You know, as you said, like if you're going on vacation and you say, look, I can't foster, you turn your profile off. But we're trying to make it easy. And if, if they want to get involved and help animals, it's free. It's easy to do. You just go out there to Dubert.com and you see a big sign up button and the system will walk you through how to create your different profiles and preferences. And yeah, that's it. I'm surprised you don't have a million people signed up as Dubertiers. Yeah, I haven't spent any money on marketing. I think I need to hire you to do that. <laughs> no, do we get to wear cat ears? Sure, if you like. That's a good idea. Maybe I should I should come up with that. I'm thinking, you know, people love to wear the Mouseketeer ears. So I'm right? thinking Dubertiers, they ought to have cat ears for sure. That's an idea. Yeah. Orange That's and white. Yeah, exactly. Right? Orange and white. That would be kind of cute. I think I think Dubert would approve. I agree. Okay, so let's say I want to be a volunteer. Do I have to have any special qualifications? So not really. I mean, I think one of the things we try to do is to educate you because you are a volunteer, but you are still, you know, signing up for an obligation, if you will, to, to do things in the right way. There are a number of different state laws and things that you have to be aware of. Um, particularly if you're, you know, in Colorado, they've got some very stringent laws related to animal rescue transport. And, you know, people often say, well, what do I need? Well, it's hard. I mean, we recommend pulling together a um, kind of like a transport kit. Um, so you have some different size crates and things like that, um, you know, puppy pads and paper towels and all sorts of other stuff. We, we try and explain to people what, what you might need those things for. There's no, you know, there's no official requirement, right, to, to, to be certified like a commercial driver or anything like that, um, because you are volunteering your time, right, and uh, the animals are passengers in, in your car. So um, we've tried to curate videos and make it as easy as possible, and we're always happy to help people if they've got questions. So, okay, I... I want to get qualified, though. I want to be the best possible volunteer sure. I can be. Um, so tell me a little bit about this new program you have with Pet Academy. Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways. So for those people that do want to become certified, right, they want to, to your point, I mean, they want to take it to another level. Um, so number one, you can become a, a certified animal rescue transporter 
through the um, Animal Rescue Professionals Association, which is, again, it's all right there in the software and you can click to become a certified uh, animal rescue transporter. Um, so there's, there's a, a, a test that you have to pass and, you know, about the different types of animals and situations and things like that. And then, as you mentioned, I'm really excited to be partnering with Pet Academy on the fostering side of things. So they've done a fantastic job building out a foster course to be a certified, you know, foster. And so you can go take their course for free. So from within the software, you'll see a big, you know, get Pet Academy certified button. And when you click on that, um, you can go take their course and then we'll turn on that badge as well. So we do try to provide people the ways that they can become more of a more of an expert on the, on these things and really understand the nuances and, and ins and outs as to how to keep the animals safe. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that that would give anybody who, you know, might have an animal that's being transported in that rescue relay, just that greater level of comfort. Right. Yeah, because it's, it is one of those hurdles that I think we face with a lot of our duperteers is they're eager, they're willing, but they're also nervous. They, they don't know what should I expect. So we've got a you know video that kind of walks you through the process. It's it's really a lot simpler than it seems, but it's you know you're you're nervous and you want to do the right thing. And to your point, Peggy, so we there's training that you can take that will give you you know more comfort as to you know what you need to be worried about. I think that's great. Well, and and I know from uh, animal care trust standpoint that when we're looking for uh, foster families or forever families that we want to be able to say with confidence that the people that we're partnered with do have training and um, and that our our um, supporters can have confidence knowing that their pets going to be well cared for. Yeah, and it is important because, you know, people want that trust, right? They a, a third party that's done the homework that knows the best practices in these things to make sure that people you know, they, they hold themselves to a higher standard. So I definitely think that's important. Yeah, I love that. Well, I know for a personal fact that you are the hardest working man in America. Um, <laughs> Some days it feels like that, but yeah. <laughs> to anyone who's listening, you should know that Chris just never, ever takes a day off. He works 24 seven. And uh, of course he lives in Wisconsin. So uh, he has nothing to do in the wintertime right? anyway. Can't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> so for yeah, those of us that live a... in the sunny South, we at least right. have the opportunity to get outside. Yeah, I tell people I, I work my day job so I can afford my nights and weekends job. So um, I work a full-time day job. And as you said, I nights and weekends are spent on, on Dubert and trying to you know, build out the software and really help help people get involved in helping animals. Well, and I have to give a shout out to Dubert because they have been very instrumental in uh, helping promote Animal Care Trust and building out our website and being just a fabulous partner. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I, um, as you know, I mean, the third part of my job is working with amazing clients like yourself. And I use the funding that I get from that to build more software. So it's kind of a an ecosphere, right? The the clients that we take on, we're very clear to them that you're helping to fund the build out of Dubert so that we can help more animals. Absolutely. And I hope I can win the lottery tomorrow and uh, send you even more money. Hey, I hope you win the lottery too. That would be amazing. I know. I tell my clients that all the time. I hope they win the lottery too. Um, yeah. So I hope we all do. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, of course, it won't happen that way. But um, 
I feel like I win the lottery every day when I get to wake up to a household full of animals that I love and people that I love and clients that I love. And, and I know you feel the same way. I do. I do love this. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah. We've had with us today, Chris Roy. He is the founder of Dubert, um, the world's best animal transport organization. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thanks to the listeners. Until there are none, please adopt one and join us next time. And until then, happy tails. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales!